This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, October the 3rd, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Yud, Gimel, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the Lord, and the spirit of counsel. Today, we also want to honor Pastor Trey Wright, Pastor Parker Thomaston, and Pastor Elijah Ward of the Gates of Zion. The declaration today reads this, a spark of change, its momentum instigating transformation, the power of worship, the transporter of earth's treasures to heaven and heaven's treasures to earth. Remembering ourselves to our original intent, we must descend to negotiate the image and then descend to live on the earth as it is in heaven. Now today, I have a very, very special guest with me today. My beautiful bride, Michelle, is here with me and we're doing the podcast together. And this morning when I, when she gave me the uh, declaration and I was meditating on it, she had some really good things to say and we were talking about it, particularly about the part where she says about the spark of change and it's a momentum instigating the transformation. And uh, so Michelle, what, what led you to bring that about today? Well, first of all, hello everybody. How are you? Uh, well, this, I was thinking about Yod and um, I've, was looking into the Friends of Eber book and just meditating on it. And one of my friends had called me yesterday and um, with a greeting, and I was just meditating on her, and she's one of the authors of the book. And that's why Butler, um, I know her as Bonnie. And um, But anyway, I, I was looking at her um, part that she read on Yod, and... I really liked what it said, so I want to I want to read it to you. Yod is the spark of change. By the time you've blinked, Yod has gone to the other side of the universe and back again. Just that quickly, its momentum instigates transformation. It's the power of worship. It brings walls down and opens prison doors. It's also the power of the little things added up. It's the faithful work of our hands allowing us to be finishers. I just kind of talked a lot about um, the way I was feeling last night and and the fact that, you know, it's bigger than what we think. This um, Our walk with Yahweh is, is a lot bigger than our minds allow us to think and grab a hold of. And anyway, that just kind of opened that part up for me and said that to me. And um, so I liked how, how it did, and that's what I did for Yod. That's good. That's good. It's a it's a great uh, perspective when you look at it that way. I like the fact of what she said, talking about its momentum instigates transformation. In other words, yud then becomes a an, an action word, and it truly is an action because just like when Yahweh took of the intent of his heart and he placed that little tiny dot inside of the the expanse of himself, and then spoke to that 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 little tiny dot, and it exploded into the creation that we see in the cosmos today, that right in right and of itself is a is a really a, a, a an action. It's a it's an accomplishment. It's a momentum that instigates the transformation. Because you know, there's two different ways you can look at that. And I've always talked about it from the place where Yahweh has made this expanse of himself, and then he placed this little tiny dot, and this little tiny dot begins to grow inside of that. And that little tiny dot is our cosmos. But have you ever thought about it the other way, where the expanse of himself 
is a place or a vessel that needs to be filled. And so when he placed that little dot inside of that and it began to explode and creation began and the connection with, with us and Yahweh and Yahweh and us began, he's crying out for us to fill up that space with himself because we're all a reflection of him. And so in that place of being a reflection of him and really being, if you can go there, him in the earth, then uh, we're taking his light and we're showing his light inside of that that vessel that is now being filled step by step, moment by moment, line upon line, precept upon precept. And so it really goes back to even Yahweh's uh, beginning where where he created man. Because it's funny that you've got uh, a different word for male and female there in Genesis 1 than you do in Genesis 2. Genesis 1 is the male and female created he them. And those two words are Zakar and Nekaba. And Zakar is one who fills. Nekaba is one who needs to be filled. Now in Genesis 2, after Yahweh pulls Eve from the side of Adam, they become Ish and Isha. So there's a there is a transformation even between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 that takes place. And that really is a because of the place of the Yud. And it's the power of worship because the the idea behind that, think about worship. You know, when you think about worship, you think about the perspective of, you know, I used to think of it about the perspective of lifting up my hands and praising Yahweh. And that's a beautiful expression. And it's a good one. I mean, it's right. But worship goes beyond that. It goes beyond just just raising my hands and praising and singing and that part of that. It also talks about the place where every day of my life, every moment of my life, I'm looking into his face and and I'm 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 just being attentive. You know, the Hebrew word hineni literally means here am I, but it's not just a place of presence. It's a place of of here am I to be able to connect with you. In other words, I'm a part of you and I want to accomplish this goal together with you. So it's even deeper. And even my English explanation of that can't really fully get to the depth of what Hineni really means. But then you add in Gimel, the transporter of Earth's treasures to heaven and heaven's treasures to Earth. And us being that that connection, that heaven and Earth connection, really helps to uh, allow us, really, if you can go there, don't we become the Gimel? What do you think, Michelle? Oh, yeah. Um, because we we end up carrying the treasures that Yahweh gives us, and and we end up like pouring out of ourselves unto others, and then others have their treasures from heaven as well, and they pour out unto us. So, yes, I mean you know that's definitely what the way I feel about it. So we all give each other treasures and then we're all transporters because we receive from heaven above yeah that's good and really if you if you break down the the uh gimel itself it's made up of two living letters it's made up of a vav and a yud and so the vav is the 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 longer part of it and the yud is the lower part that sticks out to the left and you know so really we've we've added in the yud again when we talk about that and if Yud, just like you said, is the momentum that instigates transformation, it's the spark of change, it's the power of worship, all of that wraps up inside of that Yud that's attached to that. 
But that Yud is on the earth. But yet the Vav rises up between heaven and earth. And so that's the heaven and earth connection of the bringing of that treasure to the earth. So even by looking at the living letter, it begins to declare the uh, another aspect of what Gimel really is. Because in this place, we begin to remember ourselves to our original intent. You know, and really that living letter Gimel there, I know you were referring to Resh, but remembering our uh, ourselves to our original intent, we must ascend to negotiate the image, then descend to live on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when you talk about negotiating the image, Michelle, what do you mean? Um, I don't always necessarily agree with that little statement. Why? I, because I don't feel like we have to negotiate. I feel like it's there, it's there for us as a choice. Um, when we ascend, we make the choice to receive um, the image, to receive the image that Yahweh has for us to receive. And so when we descend, we descend with it and we're able to live it on earth. So some, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit, but I tried to, I used it out of honor as well to the person who wrote it out of the Friends of Ebra book. But every time I write it, and I've used it sometimes, you know, before I've been doing this for a long time, but it, it kind of bothers me and I'm like, I don't feel like I have to negotiate. I feel like I just make that choice. And when I make that choice and turn my heart toward you, I receive that image. Well, let me uh, let me add something to that because I want to give you a different part of that definition. And I appreciate you bringing that up because, you know, when you think about negotiating from that perspective, you can see it from the perspective of two people negotiating a uh, like a deal or something like that. But the word negotiation or negotiating there can also mean tra traversing through. So let us go from here, negotiating the image, traversing the universe in a micro instant, and then bringing it into fruition here on the earth. 